Hey Bubblies, I'm Jen, and I'd like to invite you to my bubble. My streaming bubble, that is. And it's the podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. Every week, I tolerate a friend so we can obsess over our favorite streamable contributions to pop culture entertainment. So join us every Sunday on a podcast player near you and keep streaming. Bye. What's up, rewatchers? It's Dustin here to let you know that this show may feature strong or inappropriate language, so don't be blasting it over the speakers at school or at work or some other public place that has people with sticks at their butts, okay? I'm assuming if you're listening, you've at least watched the show or the episode we will be discussing. If not, just be warned there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's your fault because these shows have been out for a while. Enjoy! Long time no see. I know. How are you feeling? I'm doing pretty good. That's good. I got a little excess phlegm left over, but it's, it's, it's you know, just every once in a while, <clears throat> just get it out. But yeah. Not, I feel fine. And it wasn't COVID? It was just a cold? Do you have something beeping? Oh, it was my rice cooker just went off. Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, am I hearing beeps again? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Rewatch Recap. This is Dustin here, and I'm with Kay from Fuck My Work Life. How are you doing today, Kay? How's everything going? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. It's uh, it's It's been a little bit um, since we recorded as of this episode. We took a little break because we had summer stuff going on. Yes, we're recording in the summer, even though this might be airing in the fall. We recorded this in the summer. So, um, and life happens, you know. So, absolutely. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yup, yup, yup. Yup. We're back with My So Called Life, episode four, entitled Father Figures. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to talk about really quick. I saw this article from um, March of 2022. It's a BuzzFeed article, so I don't really call it an article, but you know, um, <laughs> it's BuzzFeed. Come on. It's all goss rag, you know. Um, it was basically about whether or not Jared Leto had been invited to the 2020 reunion of my so-called life. And I went, oh, they had a reunion. I didn't know this. I didn't know that either. I know. And he's like, I'm sure I was. Maybe. It's a crazy time. Not everyone can make everything. Oh, my God. Because he didn't show up. And I'm like, come on. Over Zoom, Jared. <laughs> he really can't show up. He's so Jordan Catalano. I don't oh my know, God. man. I, I don't know. Did I So full that? of BS. And so full of himself. Yeah. Everything. He, perfect, he was perfect casting for Jordan. I mean, it was, ugh. Uh, I wonder if he still leans. <laughs> Dramatic leans, probably. Uh, he probably does it just to give himself a boner, you know? Just, probably. I lean so well. Ooh. Record me. I'm leaning. You know? <laughs> you know he probably does that crap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I'm like, you don't lean as well anymore. Sorry, Jared. No. <laughs> he's not aging well, I don't think. Oh, I know he's not. No. And he's just seeming more and more, I don't even tell him eccentric, you know? Mm -hmm. I know they tell you, if you have money, you're eccentric. And if you're not, you're just crazy. I'm like, <laughs> I think it's about class, not necessarily about money. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, that's just how I feel. Anyway, so, yeah. So yeah, we're we're watching the episode, uh, episode four, Father Figures, which originally aired in September fifteenth, nineteen ninety-four. Um, just one week, one week, uh, no, not a week, sorry. Yeah, about a week to go until they started airing against friends. Oh, their downfall. Yep. Their downfall. They were doing great up until this point. And you know, the thing is, like episode three, what we just covered, got delayed anyway because it was a school shooting episode. Yeah. And they delayed it. So it, like it was like episode one, two, and then no episode. Oh. And then they showed it late, like the next week. I think they showed it on Monday of this week that episode four showed. Oh, okay. I don't know why. 
I think it might have also been like the Gulf War stuff as well. I'm not yeah. sure, but yeah, what a downer. But whatever. So let's get to this recap, I guess. Let's do it. Go now. Go. So this episode starts with a flashback of young Angela hearing Graham's car pull up. She runs downstairs. She's all excited. She shouts, Daddy's home with excitement as, you know, he enters and sweeps her up into his arms. And I want to ask you, Kay, did you notice who was playing young Angela Chase? I didn't. You didn't? No. Well, it was none other than young Kaylee Cuoco from The Big Bang Theory and The Flight Attendant. Yeah, oh, I just found wow. this out at random like a few weeks back, but I was like, I just, I don't know what I was reading and I saw like, I think I was reading an article about her because I was finishing The Flight Attendant and I looked up something and I saw one of her first acting gigs was My So-Called Life. I was like, what? And it says, yeah, she played young Angela. I looked it up. I went, oh my God, that oh, was her? I got to go rewatch voice. it. How funny. I know. You'll look at her face now and you'll be like, oh my God, that is Kaylee Cuoco. <laughs> she was like Danielle's age, you know? She's like four years younger than me. So, yeah, I think she was born in 85 or something like that. But, um, yeah, I thought that was really neat. I was like, that's a neat little trivia, a little tie into today. So, yeah. So, as the episode transitions to, quote, now, <laughs> present day, I guess, where Graham is arriving home calling out, hey, is anyone home? Angela, Rayanne, and Ricky peer around the corner from the kitchen to see him. Rayanne comments on his stubble. He goes, he's got great stubble. And Ricky grabs his things to leave. Uh, Rayanne says that her mom is going to pick her up, who she simply calls Amber. She just calls her by her first name, Amber. Which is weird to do that with your biological parents, but whatever. Don't you think that's kind of weird? It is. Call your parents by your first name. It is weird, but I think it kind of establishes their relationship, right? Like, they're not mother, daughter. They're like. They're buds, you know. I'm not <laughs> like, a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Yeah, you can call me Amber. <laughs> yeah. And it also shows you that difference. Like, she's really not a mother. Right. Exactly. She really isn't. I mean, she tries to be, or at least she thinks she does. And yeah. She's not a mother. But we'll get into that later on down the line. So Ricky kisses them both goodbye, which I think is always sweet when he does that. I know. And he steps out into the foyer, officially meeting Graham, who looks puzzled. They just kind of look at each other. And Rayanne laughs from the kitchen and says, Ricky and your dad are bonding. They're exchanging fashion tips. <laughs> Which in reality, they're just saying hi. And he goes, hi. And he goes, all right, well, bye. Bye. And then they just leave. Um, <laughs> Graham enters the kitchen, seemingly excited to meet the, quote, famous Rayanne. <laughs> he attempts to give Angela a kiss, but she pulls away. She's like, dad, your whiskers scratch. I'm like, man, that conversation he had on the phone when she overheard him mm -hmm. the night, the other night, it's, it's really getting to her. Yeah. It's very, very much getting to her. So you cut to um, Graham is showing Rayanne how to cook fritters while Angela mopes behind them. Angela, um, Graham, excuse me. Ugh, I can't talk. Graham keeps checking in on Angela as if she, you know, do you want something? I can make something else. You want something? She's no, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, in this solemn tone. And he decides to let Grand continue on while he calls his brother Neil. And, um, you know, Rayanne's over here, like, really excited, you know, to be cooking something not from a pouch. Yeah. <laughs> until she accidentally flips the fritter on the floor. But she's like, I'll still eat it. I'll, I'll eat it, you know. Um, so, you know, Graham starts leaving this message on Neil's answering machine. And yes, kids, they did not have voicemail back in 1994. <laughs> I don't think. Uh they had answering mm -hmm. machines <laughs> leave your message after the beep so he says hey a client gave him a couple of tickets to the grateful dead concert for thursday and rayanne hears this and instantly like oh, what like her ears just perk up you know and she's flipping out she's like he hangs up and she says the fact that he's into the dead explains the quote undercurrent of connections between she and angela <laughs> okay you know she's like you know amber her mom is going to the dead show that night too. And then she also explains how before she was born, her mom lived on a bus for a month with a girl named pop tart. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I always thought that was funny. And it also makes me really hungry. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I'm like, Ooh, pop tart. Mm -hmm. And then there's this whole joke with eating her, you know, anyway, um, <laughs> I can't help. It. <laughs> Don't eat a girl named pop tart. She is not filled with fruit filling. Anyway, mm -mm. 
not tasty at all. Uh, <laughs> Graham notes that Angela isn't into the dead, but Rayanne insists that she will once she's heard the bootleg stuff she has. Then she says she got a tape from a guy at, uh, from a 1971 concert from this guy named Mike from Boulder, Colorado. And she turns to Graham. She's like, do you know him? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> like, you know, because all dead fans know each other. They all know each other. <laughs> yeah. That's like all gays know each other. Don't you know Steve from Pasadena? No, I don't, uh, I don't know him. Come on, Dustin. No, I'm a gays. I don't have my book. I don't have my directory. <laughs> The, the, gay, the gays in America. The gay white pages. <laughs> the queer pages. Uh, the rainbow. They wouldn't be the white pages. They'd be the rainbow pages. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Graham mentions he was at a concert. Um. And she's talking that she he was at that concert that she's talking about for the bootleg stuff, and she just flings a fritter out of him. Get out of town. Just as stick in the mud, Patty walks in. God, she is just a fuddy duddy. She's a she's a damn mood killer, that's <laughs> she for sure. Is. Uh, Angela narrates how she doesn't know if she trusts her father anymore, and sort of wishes he'd do something really wrong so she could prove herself right. Damn, Angela, come on. I mean, I get it, but yeah. You know. I mean, she also so, saw uh, him with the the first episode. She saw him like with that young woman. Too. Yeah. So now she's got that and the phone call. So she's looking for a real What's reason. What's going on? Yeah. 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 So Patty pulls Graham into the living room and he thinks she's upset about Rayanne when she's like, who that Rayanne person? She keeps calling her that Rayanne person. It still bothers me. <laughs> Come um, on, Patty. <laughs> yeah. And Graham's like, she's actually a really nice girl, but she's like, I'm not concerned with that. She pulls out a letter. They are being audited. I know. Did you ever see that Roseanne episode where they say audited and every time they do, it goes dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, but I was about to make that noise because it just goes <laughs> along with that word. <laughs> well, I'm going to insert that sound for you. So audited. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Anyway, Graham gets annoyed that Patty told her father about the audit before him, but she lets him know that it's focused on the 1992 taxes, the year that her father got sick and she took over the printing business. She blames herself because she prepared the return, but he corrects her that her father was too cheap to hire an accountant. So Angela walks in and they tell her and she immediately says, why did you lie about something? And Graham goes, why are you looking at me? And I'm like, um, I think he knows. I, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he doesn't say it. It's like, he, why are you looking at me? Like I'm yeah. accused of, and Patty assures that they just pick, you know, they pick the company at random, you know, which they do. They supposedly. Um, Angela asks if Rayanne can still stay for dinner. And Graham says, yes. Angela says, well, just checking. And then goes back into the kitchen. And Graham asks Patty if she noticed the tone that, you know, Angela has with him now. And she's like, no, I didn't notice a damn tone. Graham says something's not right with Angela. She's being too distant and, and too silent with contempt, you know. <laughs> um. Patty tells him that Angela adores him and she's got dibs on the silent contempt. Yeah. She's probably loving this a little bit. Like, good. Finally, it's not just me. <laughs> yeah, no, get her af off my ass, you know. After dinner, Graham is helping Danielle with her homework and he's making her laugh as Angela sits nearby with a look of, quote, silent contempt on her face. Danielle says she likes how Graham's stubble feels as he jokingly rubs his, you know, she's I like how your stubble feels, daddy. It tickles. And he rubs it against her neck and it makes her laugh. And this prompts Angela just to pop up and storm upstairs, claiming she can't concentrate as Graham watches her leave. And just as Patty finds a copy of the 92 tax return, there's a knock on the door. It's her father, Chuck, played by veteran actor Paul Dooley, who... The first thing that pops in my mind when I see him is I remember him as one of Samantha's grandfathers in 16 Candles. Oh, yeah. Remember they both, both her grandparents were there? Yep. For her sister to marry the oily bohunk. Um, yeah. At the start, that's the first thing I think of. Because isn't he, is he the one with Long Duck Dong? I think he is. I think so. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. Yeah. <laughs> long Duck Dong. <laughs> no that character so yeah he nit i know it's so great <sighs> so um anyway chuck nitpicks the rain gutter that seems to be coming down from the roof warning like you know if something happens you know you can get a lawsuit on your hands and i'm like typical patriarchal nitpick you know mm -hmm. and danielle is over the moon to see him 
you know, she runs up, he hugs her and sets her down immediately. Like he's really not interested in see her like, all right, that's enough. Bye. And then she runs off. That's how everyone feels about Danielle. <laughs> and I'm like, poor Danielle. I swear I am Danielle. No, I you're swear not. my grandparents did that crap to me. I'm not kidding. Oh, I'm not kidding. Anyway. So next he says that they have every light on in the house. It's lit up like a Christmas tree. And this prompts Patty to start turning off the lights. But then Graham's like right behind her, like turn them right back on. And, you know, Patty hands Chuck the tax return and he laments that he never got audited when he ran the business and he was never picked at random. Whatever. He turns his back and mumbles, never send a girl to do a man's job. And Graham, oh my, uh, Graham and Patty, they all, they both go, what was that? What'd you say? To which he responds, never mind. It's not worth repeating. Oh, he's such a dick. (laughs) I know he is. Patty tries to talk to him more about the large deductions he took that year. But he turns his attention directly to Angela, who has come back downstairs. He gives Angela a long embrace. They both relish in a close moment as Patty and Graham watched on. And like I was saying, I noticed a similarity with my grandparents, my brother, and me. Danielle and I are the youngest, and we barely got any attention. But Angela and my brother were the oldest and were doted on. And I noticed this when I was younger, too. But, you know, I never had a close relationship with my grandparents. Did you? Uh, no, they were all pretty much dead by the time I was old enough to, I only had one that w- that lived till I was 10 and she wasn't like, she wasn't a grandma, grandma. She, she smoked and drank and rode motorcycles. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, my grandmother smoked, but she just sat there on the couch. She just sat there with her, her fingers of the cigarette up to her mouth and just breathed it in and oh, out. God. And she had like, yeah, it was bad. And she just. She just did not like me. You could tell. Like, they didn't want to make they didn't make any effort to like really get to know me. Like randomly, like one time for Christmas, she gave me this like model sailboat. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and she goes, I saw that and I thought of you. And I'm like, because I talk about sailing? Like, mm. <laughs> where the hell did this come from? <laughs> I realized I didn't get you a gift yet. And I saw this on the shelf and grabbed it. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, even worse. One time she gave me a picture frame that was like a 3D type thing with like this lighthouse and a thermometer in it. Oh, well, that seems like a good gift for a child. I was like a teenager. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Gee, thanks, Grandma. Yeah, she she did not give a shit about me. And, you know, like, like you, I only really had the grandmother. I had a step grandfather with her. But then like I never met um, my mom's mom. My mom's dad was jerking out of the picture and my dad's dad had died when I was like five. So, so it was really just her. So I didn't really have a great grandmother experience. So anyway, way I know (laughs) some people didn't have grandparents. So, you know, I guess I got what I, you know, anyway, I just never get it. I never get it when I see people think I love my grandparents. I love my grandma. Mm -hmm. I hate you because I didn't have that experience. Yeah. Oh, well. So anyway, um, Graham's watching them hug and he seems to be getting a little bit jealous, you know, because Angela's like, I just let there's just it's a long ass. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's a little (laughs) too much. But I mean, I guess it's for dramatic effect. Yeah. Anyway, after the commercial break, we pick back up at school in the hallway where, you know, um, a teacher is asking Jordan to give her his Walkman. And I'm guessing because he was listening to it in ca- class. Yeah. I don't know. But kids, hey, a Walkman is what we used to listen to cassette tapes on, like what Max and Stranger Things listened to Kate Bush on. The more you know, just to let you know, that's what we're talking about here. Jordan, ex- <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Jordan claims that he doesn't have a Walkman, and the teacher insists he does. And this is when Angela ran and Ricky walked by and ran. She says, Catalano, just give her the stupid Walkman. God, people are so rude. (laughs) Okay, Ryan. (laughs) Chill out, troll. God. So they head to the lockers where Ryan decides to tell Angela that her dad, you know, your dad's attractive. And she's not wrong. He is. He is. But you don't want to hear that from your friends. I know. know, You're just like, gross. Ew. I know. And she's like, I won't attack him or anything, but I wouldn't leave me alone with him either. I'm like, Ugh. oh, God. You know, looking back, I'm sure she actually meant it, too. Like, she really, like, I would jump your dad. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And this is like poor Ricky. He's still saw like in the background. Going, he's like, so like when I was leaving, I was like, hi. And he was like, hi. And, and then I was like, bye. And he was like, bye. And they're just like completely ignoring him. <laughs> 
Poor Ricky. He's kind of like the Danielle of their little group. A little bit, yeah. Um, a little bit. Dad, are you looking? Dad? My legs are in the air. Um, that sounds bad. Anyway. Um, I just realized that. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> Rayanne says her dad is nice, causing narrator Angela to say, when someone compliments your parents, there's like nothing to say. It's like a stun gun to your brain, which is, which is true. It's not mm-hmm. bad, but it's weird. Yeah. Know? Especially as a kid. Ricky tells her that Graham's stubble is like the perfect length. And Angela gets a little defensive about it. She's, you know, she's like, no, he he didn't have time to shave this morning. He was really upset. <laughs> Rayanne says to ignore her. She's a byproduct of a two-parent household. As Angela heads to class and she and Ricky run to the girls' bathroom. That night, Graham and Patty are going through the books as Danielle talks on the hall phone, telling her friend, we're getting audited. <laughs> Which Patty winces. I'm like, oh, Danielle. She's like, oh, don't tell people. I wouldn't even have known what that was when I was Danielle's age. I mean, she probably doesn't. She just heard the word and was like, oh, this sounds like fun news. <laughs> this is this is professional sounding. I'm mm-hmm. going to talk about this. Someone pay attention to me, please. Please, someone. Yeah. So Graham tells Patty that they need to get an accountant for the audit because if the IRS found something, they will have to pay, which is totally true. The IRS tends to have final say in these matters. You know, no questions asked. It's just, that's how it is. Then he asks where Angela is. And Patty says she's locked in her room with that Rayanne person. I'm like, quit demeaning her and calling her that Rayanne person. So like a bitter mom to do that. It is. Anyway, so Graham says that she really does. She sucks the big one. Yeah, yeah. Graham says that Angela hasn't said a word to him all week. Two words, excuse me. He said she hadn't said two words to him all week. Patty tells a daydreaming Graham that they have an appointment with the IRS on Thursday at four o'clock. And he mentions, oh, well, that's the same day as the dead concert. And this is where Patty is like, no, Graham, no. She climbs up on the table. Please don't tell me you're going to a concert on the same day we're getting auditor. Please, Graham. And she's like grabbing him by the collar. And that's just then Amber, Rayanne's mom, honks from outside. And Graham goes up to get Rayanne. And he walks in as Rayanne searches for her sock, which is actually Ricky's. (laughs) What? I can't find my sock. Why did you take your sock off? Anyway. Right. Just one sock. And you threw it somewhere. Like, why can't you? Why? I don't understand. She's so disorganized. He offers to give Angela and Rayanne the tickets to the dead concert. And Angela just says, sure. And Rayanne is like over the moon, hugging Graham, saying, thank you, everything. And she rushes out the door. Graham feels kind of proud of himself. And he sits next to Angela, but she turns away from him. And then she asks for the tickets and he hands them to her. But she doesn't even really look at him. I mean, say thank you at least, right? Yeah. She's being really rude. Really rude. She is. Like, again. She's a hormonal teenager. I was there. Yeah. I get it, but at the same time, it's still it, it, It's definitely rude. He gets up and leaves the room in silence. Graham finds Patty in bed, still going through paperwork, and tells her that he's skipping the concert and letting Angela and Rayanne have the tickets instead, which she instantly disapproves. He says it's because Rayanne's mother is going, and Rayanne's like, well, of course she's going, and Heidi Fleiss is probably <laughs> meeting her there, but that doesn't mean Angela should go. <laughs> Kids, Heidi Fleiss was a convicted <laughs> prostitution madam in LA in the 1990s. I was just going to say that. Hey, kids, Walkmans and Heidi Fleiss. <laughs> We're learning a lot today. <laughs> that's that's why this episode's so long. <laughs> to top that off, it's a school night. Patty is not pleased. Mm-mm. Later in bed, they both lie awake, thinking aloud. Graham says he'll get the tickets back. You know, they do this all the time. They lay in bed and just like completely obsess over something that happened that day. Yeah. I mean, everybody does, but I've never seen it this much. Um, (laughs) Patty can't shake the guilt and the anxiety of the audit. Graham says that Angela is acting weird towards him. Ignoring that, Patty says she needs to confront her dad, but how? Graham tells her that she's 10 times smarter than her dad at business. Side note. He turns on the TV and Patty tells him to turn it off because she doesn't like the new guy. She misses Johnny. Kids, throughout the 80s, <laughs> Johnny Carson was the host of The Tonight Show before Jay Leno took over, who was then followed by Conan O'Brien, then back to Jay Leno, then finally to Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Now you're all caught up. <laughs> Patty really misses Johnny Carson. Yeah. She decides she's going to take her dad out to eat on her turf and she can confront him. Cut to Chuck is pushing chili fries on her after making Patty change the restaurant she had picked. <laughs> yeah, Chuck's just a like an overbearing dickhead, I swear. He really is. He's such an ass. He is. There goes your power move of your turf, Pat. Yep. Uh, I can't even eat chili fries. Like, they... The looks of these just make me want to yak. Like, yeah. how about you? Can you eat those? I was never into them. I don't like soggy French fries. Like, I like my yeah. French fries crisps. You just put anything on top of them, and they just get soggy. No, thanks. Yeah. I mean, I can dip something, but that's about it. Yeah. Like, nothing's going to last. My right. mom loved, like, gravy fries. Mm. Isn't that like poutine? She loved that. Isn't that what poutine is? It's like gravy I don't know. fries. It's a Canadian I don't know. thing. She had this old diner that she used to go to. Um, back home, and that's what she'd always get, the gravy fries. Mm. Like, I would dip a French fry in gravy, but I don't want yeah. it smothered with it. I'm all about, like, the Wendy's fries and Frosty, oh, yeah. the chocolate Frosty. Oh, it's so good. That's a good it's, combo. Mm. People don't like it. I'm like, what? I mean, the potato doesn't really have that much of a flavor, so it totally works, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So um, what kind of bad diner food do you like? Me? Yeah. Well... Um, I don't, I can't eat a lot of diner food or I don't eat a lot of diner food. So it's usually just French fries for me. I used to love okay. like fried mozzarella sticks. Uh, uh, if there was fried zucchini, I would love that like with ranch. Um, but basically now, anything fried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love a fried food. <laughs> yeah. I used to like some, uh, it depends on where it is, but I could have like a tuna melt if as long as it's not too cheesy. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that might be pretty good. I used to I love like, tuna, though. like the, the turkey club sandwiches that were like lots of layers and cut into little triangles. I'm so glad I ate so many donuts before I came on here because I'm. <laughs> I have not eaten today. My stomach is growling. Well, there's a two year, not two year, two hour difference. Mm-hmm. There's a two year difference between us. Yeah. <laughs> You're I in mean... the past and I'm, no. <laughs> I'm ahead of my time. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, okay. Anyway, moving on. Of course, Patty's dad orders Patty banana cream pie because it's banana. It's all natural. Oh, <laughs> She's like, your diabetes. She's like, I'm not going to eat that much. I might have a bite. He ends up eating most of it. Anyway. Yeah. I've made that excuse before. I'm pre-diabetic. Like, I'm not supposed to be eating a lot of sugary stuff. And I, like I just told you, I just ate donuts. Yeah. I, I really have been stick. I've been getting away from it. You know, you got to let yourself indulge a little bit. Right. As long as it's not every day, I think. I mean, I don't know anything about having diabetes, but I'm sure like every once in a while, right? It's okay. I don't know. <laughs> or small amount a day. You know, yeah. not, not a lot. Just don't overdo it. He presents Patty with a convoluted driving log that he, quote, recreated. He says, it's totally legal. Legal. Mm-hmm. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he wants to explain the van investment for the business. He also says he spoke to the auditor and she's totally fine with them not using an accountant. And, um, and no Patty's shit. like, oh, of course she's not. <laughs> she's totally fine with that. Of course she is. Excuse me. She's appalled. Like, you know, I mean, and how her seemingly smart father mm-hmm. has fallen into the obvious IRS trap. Of course, he doesn't think she knows what she's talking about, you know, because she's a girl. She's just she a woman. Nothing. Yeah. We don't know how to use our brains. Yeah. Hmm. Meanwhile, at school, Miss Mayhew's English class has erupted into chaos. The guidance counselor comes in to see where the teacher is, but it appears Miss Mayhew had a nervous breakdown and left. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> with these kids, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever have a high school experience like that where the... You'd have a substitute or something, and the class just went totally apeshit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't one of those kids that did that, though. I was yeah. kind of like just there witnessing it. Angela's like me. You know what I mean? We just kind of sat there and we we're kind of witnessing people going nuts. I'm like, I know somebody's going to walk into this room, and I'm not going to be the one caught in the act of doing something wrong. Yeah. I'd rather just sit there and write in my journal or, you know, make up a. I used to write little movie scripts during class. Like, my, my mind would just wander. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I still have them, too. Um, not movie scripts. I made up a TV show and I wrote like 10 scripts for it. Oh my gosh. Like an hour long TV show. Had this whole thing. Wow. Uh, yeah. I wanted to do like a, a, a public access TV show, mm-hmm. but I couldn't like find out where the public access <laughs> thing was. Like I kept calling the cable company and they were no help. 
like huh. where's the public access? You know, yeah. it's, I can figure it out. So, oh, well, maybe one day we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> you should like make a TikTok series. <laughs> I could actually, I could like dumb it down a little bit more and I'd have to play multiple parts. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> that could be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'd kiss myself, but you know, it was kind of soap opery. Mirror. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Possibly. I don't know if I can do a split screen. Maybe I can do that. We'll see. Anyway, um, so apparently Mr. Rinaldi, the Spanish teacher, has been teaching the class and he had them watching the movie Alive. And I'm like, they were watching Alive? <laughs> Have you seen that movie? Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. But yeah, that's an intense movie. I haven't seen it, but I know about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I never watched it because I was too young for it. You know, yeah. when it came out and I was like, uh, and it's okay for kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a rugby team that crash lands in the Andes. It's a true story. And some of them, some of the team has to eat the others to stay alive. Mm-hmm. And it stars Ethan Hawke. That's a the good... grabber from the black phone. That guy. <laughs> yeah. It's a good, it's a good show to show teenagers, you know? I mean, it's a true story. So I understand it, but like maybe choose a better true story. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why it's about the way the kid says alive. (laughs) (laughs) He says it to him. We watched alive. I don't know. And at this moment, Jordan pops his head in to see what's up. And the counselor makes him stay. I'm like, oh, should have stayed out in the hall, Jordan. Um, She assigns him to write three sentences, just three, three sentences Mm -hmm. on the movie alive. And then trade papers and diagram the sentences, which she will stay and watch because, quote, her life is so empty. (laughs) That's what she says. <laughs> and I guess I'll stay here and watch you because my life is so empty. Aww. I'm like, well, damn. Let it it's all funny. out. I look back, though, and I remember hearing like these underhanded comments from teachers like that mm-hmm. back in the day. And you're like, that's a little TMI. Like, mm-hmm. we shouldn't be hearing this. <laughs> Sometimes I say that to when I'm training at work and someone will say something. And I'm like, it's like empty, like my soul. <laughs> They'll just look at me like, what? <laughs> Never mind. What? <laughs> You'll learn. You'll learn. Angela gets Jordan as a partner and she's, she's like, yeah, he, it was really weird having him die, you know, diagram my sentences. His sentences were really short. Aww. And like a, a bit of foreshadowing maybe, mm-hmm. perhaps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She decides to start a conversation with him by showing him the Grateful Dead tickets. She just like pulls them out and just holds them up and like tickets, <laughs> yeah. you oh. know. Like why? It's so obvious. Come on, Angela. It is. It's so obvious. And she then decides she needs to further this by telling him, you know, I never paid you back for that fake ID from mm. episode two, mm-hmm. the one that said she was born yesterday. Yeah. Um, so he's like, well, you could scalp your debt tickets. And she's like, really? You know, of course he would say that, you mm-hmm. know. Then we jump to the bathroom where Rayanne is visibly and verbally upset that Angela gave the tickets to Jordan to scalp. And she's really upset. She's like, yeah. people don't sell Grateful Dead tickets. People give people Grateful Dead tickets. Your dad gave those tickets to both of us, including me. I know. Poor that, that was It was a shitty thing to do, Angela. It really was. She runs out, you know, and poor Ricky knows that Angela did it just to talk to Jordan. And she says, well, not completely, you know, and it's definitely to stick it to her dad, you know. That night, Patty and Graham talk about the audit some more. Patty laments how scared she is, and Graham makes an inappropriate, albeit funny, comment. (laughs) He goes, it's okay. Prison's not that bad, and I'll wait for you. (laughs) Oh, Graham, I love you. You're too good for Patty. (laughs) This sounds like a comment your husband Jay would say. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'll wait for you. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah. Want to hear more comments like that? Listen to her show. Listen yeah. to Fuck My Work Life. Yeah. You'll hear stuff like that all the time. <laughs> that little banter. So uh, Chuck has the IRS agent coming to their house against her wishes. And Patty's like, this is what the books say not to do. I'm like, what? Come to the house? What, what's the big deal? I know. But I, 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 it's probably because it gets you in, you're in a comfortable place. Right. And the more comfortable you are, the more you're going to screw up. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, this situation has Graham turned on. And, you know, he's like kissing all over her and Patty turns over to complain. Graham tells her that he likes it when she needs him. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> um, she asks him if he's gotten the tickets back from Angela yet. And he says he'll talk to her. I'm like, dude, stop putting it off. Yeah. Stop. Because learn this lesson. It's the week of, right? So it's probably like the next night. 
right? Or a couple or, days away at yeah. least. Yeah. Meanwhile, Angela creeps downstairs to look through Graham's briefcase for some kind of proof of something so it can make sense that she could hate him. And, you know, nearly gets caught by Dan. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> she just pops up out of nowhere. Angela, get out of here. <laughs> poor kid needs more scream time. Oh. Uh, she, she just, you know, poor thing. I know. It's, you know, she gets some good storylines coming up, but. She's kind of my favorite character at this point. <laughs> she really is. Cause she's like, she's seeing everything. And you learn that later on. She sees yeah. everything. So, uh, but she does get caught by Graham. And Angela's like, um, I was just uh, uh, looking for my uh, my homework. And I'm like, horrible excuse, Angela. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Any parent, because the way you jumped up and slammed down that thing. And he's like, well, did you find it? Nope, couldn't find it. In his briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Whatever. Bad, bad excuse. Com- mm-hmm. Commercial break, and we're back. The next day, Thursday... Okay, I guess it was the next day. Um, Patty, Graham, and Chuck greet the IRS agent, Miss Mandeville, played by Frances P. Roberts. And when I was like, I know this woman. And then I went, oh, my God, I recognized her. She played Big Bertha in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw that. But, A very uh, long time ago. Very I long. recognized She's her, too. Like- She's wearing like this red skin tight outfit. She's a big woman, but she's wearing the screen tight. It has like these little foam spikes all over it. And they, she dances with uh, um, Bob Hoskins to love is a drug. Oh, wow. I don't remember (laughs) this at all. (laughs) I loved that movie. A lot of people hate the Super Mario Brothers movie, but I grew up with it. I was a kid when it came out. I loved it. You know, it wasn't anything like the damn, you know, video game, but it was still fun. Um, But she's also been in stuff like Legally Blonde She's been on the show Empire, Shameless, It's Always Sunny, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. She's been in a lot of things. So that's probably where you recognized her. She kind of looks like the um, the uh, Pine Saw lady a little bit, except without the gap in her teeth. Yeah. I feel like she's also done commercials, though. She probably has. I mean, most, most actors have at yeah. some point. I feel like she's just one of those actors that you don't know their name, but you see them everywhere and everything. She's probably been on a Law & Order <laughs> Because everyone Most has. <laughs> I think you have a ghost around your head. What? <laughs> just randomly. You look down like, is the ghost down there? No. Like, I just saw like this white orb thing go around your head and up. Uh, okay. That's creepy. <laughs> now I'm scared. Maybe it's your grandmother. <laughs> She's like, what'd you say about me? <laughs> Bitch, I heard something from beyond. <laughs> Maybe maybe when you're editing this, you'll hear an EVP. Ooh. That'll be really creepy. We've caught one before. On the show? Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Like, what'd it say? It sounded like it said, help us. It was. We played it in one of our, it was like our first season. And like, we just recorded and I was editing. And in between Jay and I talking, I hear a voice that is not either one of us and it wasn't like you could always hear background noises and stuff and it wasn't far away it sounded like it was in the microphone and like weird it's so creepy it's only happened once but it was so creepy that is really weird that's yeah. really creepy well you know if Zencaster doesn't edit it out well we'll see yeah. um <laughs> yeah wow now i'm gonna be like looking around i'll let you know if i see something again but okay. a little orb had flown around your head a little bit mm. Anyway, back to this, uh, the editor, <laughs> uh, excuse me, the auditor <laughs> coming in. Um, I remember this scene where um, growing up and Miss Mandeville looks at the old wooden clock that's on, uh, that Patty's grandmother gave to her. Mm-hmm. And Patty says, well, you know, it's practically worthless, even though, you know, keep, keeps good time though. And Miss Mandeville tells her, well, then it's not worthless. I don't know why it always stuck in my head. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I don't know. Yeah. Little things like that just make no sense. But mm-hmm. well, then it's not worthless. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, Why? It kind of gives you an idea of like what's what's you know what's worthless and what's not. Right. Sentimental value. Moving on. Anyway, Chuck thinks throwing in the fact that he's a veteran will hold some clout. He's God. Like, I just want to let you know, I'm a veteran. Great. And she's like, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> still have to pay taxes. <laughs> 
you know, she's not impressed. No. And then he's like, well, you know, by the way, the, the year that in this taxes were filed, I had a heart attack and then I was diagnosed with the diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> to which Graham just like, <laughs> just starts laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> he's like uncomfortable with this exchange. Right. It's pretty pathetic, actually. And immediately I went to freaking Wilford Brimley, diabetes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got the diabetes. The diabetes. The day passes by. This seems like an all day thing that's happening. And Miss Mandeville is getting ready to leave. And Graham realizes out loud that he forgot to tell Angela about the concert. Day Dumbass. of. Yeah. Dumbass. And Patty just gives him this like daggers, like sheep's daggers at him. Like just out of nowhere. Miss Mandeville fulfills Patty's prophecy by trying to trick Chuck into telling her about his frequent road trips, asking, what, what, what vehicle did you use? And he stumbles and says, oh, the wagon. Uh, and, and then he says, oh, the compact. Mm-hmm. And this just causes Patty to just throw in the towel. And she's like, all right, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pay the taxes that we need to pay. And this just pisses Chuck off right off the bat. He feels betrayed and everything. He storms out. And as Patty sees Miss Mandeville out, Angela comes home and rushes upstairs saying, I can't talk right now. You know, Graham's trying to stop her. He's dead. I can't talk. And she runs upstairs. You know, he chases after her. He goes into Angela's room and I'm like, she seems like she's in such a hurry, but she is taking off her coat. She's settling in. The radio's mm-hmm. playing. I'm like, you can't talk right now. <laughs> you have all not, the time in the world. Not to you, dad. Yeah. It's very obvious. I don't know. Um, it's really weak. He tells her that he can't let her go to the concert. He asks her for the tickets back, but Angela lies and says that Rayanne has them and she'll be really disappointed that we can't go. And Graham's like, well, you know, I'll call her. I'll tell her. And he says that he made a mistake and he's not perfect. And Angela says, well, that's become very clear. Ooh. Burn. Ooh. Watch that mouth girl. Ooh. You want know, to let some shit spill. You don't need to be spilling. And then she fakes seeing Rayanne outside and rushes out to the concert, leaving her coat behind, mind you, which is something I noticed right off the bat. Patty tries to stop her, but doesn't. She turns to Graham and chews him out, saying he needs to admit that he really just wants Angela to go to the stupid concert. You just want her to go. Just admit it. And he goes, fine, I admit it. You know, that's the, you know, that's the reason why he never spoke to her. He wanted Angela to have that same experience that he had when he was a kid. And, you know, speaking as an adult now, after having watched this through teen eyes back Mm -hmm. then, I get it. But the truth is, even if she did go to the concert, her experience wouldn't be anything like Graham's because times are always different for the younger generation. It's like showing your kid or your niece or whatever, um, something like a favorite movie or a song or something you loved and they might like it, but it's just not going to pack the same punch for them as it did for you. Yeah. You know, I agree. It's just, that's just the truth, you know? So it's one of those things you kind of have to just know when you get older. Right. I think it's kind of sweet of Graham though, like wanting to give her this experience, even though I think it's a little bit, he he wants to do it because he wants to get back in her good graces. (laughs) But yeah, it's still like it's kind of sweet, but just a little misguided. It's sad. It's reaching. That's for sure. It's mm-hmm. like you know, and 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 he also wants to bond. You know, I get it, but you know, oh well. Patty storms past him, and she's mad, and she's she's gonna go upstairs, and he says, "Fine, leave," just like he does. Ooh. Her dad, Chuck. <laughs> Lots of burns in this. Burns are all around. Like my God. <laughs> Send in the ambulance. <laughs> she says, you leave my father out of this before continuing on mumbling something under her breath. And he's like, what did you say? And she yells back, it's not worth repeating. Just like her just dad like, did. <laughs> yes. Just like he, it, she is her father's daughter. That's mm-hmm. for sure. You screwed up, Graham. You screwed up. Meanwhile, outside, Brian Krakow is taking out the trash when he sees Angela sitting in his parents' car. He climbs in with her. She explains she can't go home right now and, you know, because I'm supposed to be at a concert. My dad would be really mad if I wasn't. And he asks, he just kind of ignores that. He's like, are you meeting someone in here? 
which was bound to irk her. She's like, that's not funny. Mm -hmm. But it is a valid question considering previous events in front of his house. I mean, right. He invites her inside, but she's reluctant. He says his parents won't notice. And she's like, well, my parents are getting audited. And he's like, well, my parents are probably getting a citation for best penmanship on a tax return. (laughs) She explains that she can't go home. And Brian thinks that this has something to do with Jordan Catalano, which prompts her to get out immediately. Mm -hmm. He goes after her saying how he might be doing something and his world doesn't always have to revolve around her. Right. My world, I might be doing something. You ever notice that? You ever think that maybe something might be going on in my life? And she says, well, you know, what were you doing? And he's like, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I get it, Brian. Come on. And Angela really is self-absorbed in her own head all the time. You know, she really is. She takes advantage of Brian all the time. I know. She's clearly cold, though. So he offers her his sweater, which she takes. Though he says, like, as she's putting it on, try not to sweat into it. And she's like, why do you say things like that? <laughs> <laughs> try not to sweat into it. Like, come on, man. <laughs> you know he'd be eating it up if it was oh, yeah. sweating that thing. He's smelling it. Mmm, Angela. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to make me some Angela soup with the sweat. Ew. <laughs> Angela soup. <and> it's, ugh. <laughs> Brian's mom yells from the house that there's more garbage and he needs to hurry up. Now, Brian. <laughs> Do we ever see his parents? Or are they no, like we just the hear, peanuts? That's the only, I think that's the only time we even hear their voice. Okay. I think. I'm, very, I'm fairly certain. Voice over Angela says, what's really horrible is being a witness while someone's parents order them around. It ruins the conversation. Which is so true. It is very it's true. It's like. It's awkward at any age. Like, I always hated it when my friends would get bitched out in front of me. Uh-huh. You know? Like, I don't know what it was, but it happened a lot with my parents' friends. Like, they would just bitch at them. And, like, they didn't give a shit if their friends were there or not. My mom always made sure to call me into another room. Oh, yeah. To not embarrass me in front of my friends. Let's consider it. It is. It's like, you're going to bitch me out, but why do you have to, like, do it and put me down in front of my friends? You know? Right. Like, I mean, unless it's absolutely necessary, you know, but I, I was also a good kid. So for yeah. the most part, <laughs> except for that one time she found porn in the VCR. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. I came home. I don't know what I was thinking, man. I mean, I was a teenager. I wasn't thinking. Yeah. So one of my friends had a gay porn and they let me borrow it because I hadn't seen one, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I watched it in the living room. And left it in the VCR. Oh, my God. I have no idea why. <laughs> Rookie move. I had my own VCR in my room. I don't know why. Forgot all about it. And mom was like, I have never been so disgusted. Because I was right in the middle of the sex scene when she pushed play. Oh, no. <laughs> A gay sex scene at that. So, I mean, yeah. What did she think she was playing? She well, it was, The name of the movie was Stranded. <laughs> Good. I'll check this out. Watching <laughs> stranded where? No, yeah, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was pretty bad. I was like, oh, and then I couldn't find it. She hid it from me. Mm. I was like, she's keeping this as evidence. She's going to use this against me one day. <laughs> Finally, I found it, and I just tore the thing up and threw it in the trash. It wasn't even mine. It was my oh. friend. I'm like, sorry, I had to throw it away. And he was like, it's okay. But uh, <laughs> I was like, I was not going to have that be evidence used against me. Anyway. Yeah, that was. Mm-mm. Did your parents ever yell at you in front of your friends? Um, no, not yell. Like my dad wasn't really a yeller, but he'd be like, "Okay, you know, your friends need to go home, and you have to clean your room." And I was such a little jerk. I'd be like, "No, you guys can stay. It's fine." <laughs> in front of my dad, I was so mean. <laughs> oh, my poor dad. That's why I kind of understand Angela's. Hormone, hormones, hormonal, hormonal angst things against her her dad because I was I was the same way I was such a jerk. But were you a daddy's girl at one point? I'm sure you never were really. Mm-mm. Not really. I know. Usually, you know, guys are more like 
clinging to their moms and the girls usually clinging to the dads. Like, yeah, no, I wasn't. <laughs> nope, not me. <laughs> I wasn't even really a like I wasn't even a mama's girl either. I don't know. I was always fiercely independent. I think <laughs> from the from day one, <laughs> just like leave me alone. I I'm gonna do with my own neither thing. of my parents. No, <laughs> I'm a rebel. Quick, I'll tell you a really quick story. When I was my first day of school, like kindergarten, you know, I have two older brothers. They screamed, cried, threw a fit on their first day of school. So my parents took the day off work. They're like, oh, we're going to take her in. It's going to be a whole thing. We show up to the school and they're like sitting there waiting. I turn around and went, bye. <laughs> I went to my desk and they were just like, I'm out. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of my attitude my whole life. Well, if you think about it, though, it was it, it let them have the day off. So, I mean. Yeah. They, well, take- they were just expecting this whole blowout. Like, don't leave me. And I was just like, bye. <laughs> I don't remember ever. But I don't think I ever cried. I don't think I cried going into school for the first time either. I don't think I was like, bye. But I was just like, you know, maybe I was. I don't remember it being that bad. Yeah. Oh. You know, I never was like person. Mm-mm. But, you know. To each their own, I guess. Yeah, everyone's different. Cry babies who couldn't deal with separation anxiety. Come on. Get a hold of yourself. Anyway. So, yeah. So, Angela is freezing outside, you know, standing there with with Brian, wearing his sweater. And at that moment, Graham steps outside to check out the rain gutter that Chuck complained about earlier. You know, you're going to have a lawsuit. And that's when he turns around and sees Angela shining the flashlight right on her. You're like, who are you? I see yeah. you. And he clicks it off, gives her this like look like disappointment, and then you know, storms back inside. And she's all like sad and sullen. And he goes to the next morning. Danielle comes into the kitchen and refuses Graham's pulp-filled OJ. Angela enters after and she's like, Well, I'll take some OJ. And he just blatantly ignores her, like blatant, and escorts Danielle out of the kitchen. She picks up the orange juice and pours it into the sink. And Patty enters and says, Angela, orange juice doesn't grow on trees, which <laughs> Angela corrects her. It sort of does. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does, actually. By the way, I like to point this out. She's wearing her plaid red and white dress that she's worn over and over, mm-hmm. which was something I always commended this show for. Like, they let the characters re-wear outfits. Yeah. Which I loved. It's, you know, let it be noticeable too. Like right. they did it so much that it was, no, it, that's what real life is. Yeah. We were, you know, we don't all have the same designer outfits over and over and, oh, we'll wear this one top in another episode way down the line and see if we, we did that. No, I want to see it like every other day because people only had probably like maybe 10 outfits mm-hmm. that they try to recycle through over and over most of the time anyway. Yeah. The average American does or average person does, I would assume. Um. Yeah, I just think that I think that was cool. I've always thought that was a neat thing. It's not like Scooby Doo wearing the same outfit over and over, right. but you know, <laughs> it's just more true to life. You, you know? Yeah, it felt real. Mm-hmm. You know, so Angela then tries to get Patty as an ally, and she's like, "Do you see how he's being?" I'm like, "Oh, girl, you have no room to talk, considering how shitty you've been through this whole episode." <laughs> Patty puts her in her place. Apparently, since last night, they learned the truth about her selling the concert tickets. And Angela's like, but dad not even wanting to look at me is like the worst feeling. Oh. I mean, I know. I know. It's like you're in, you do something shitty and and you're, you expect your parents to just deal with it. But when your parents do the same thing back to you, it's like that with any situation, actually. You mm-hmm. get treated like crap by somebody and you treat them the same way and they don't like it. Yeah. Um. So it's like, yeah, this is how it works, you know, give and take. At school, Angela chases down Rayanne and Ricky, to which Rayanne just exits promptly. She's like, I don't want to talk to you. She's, she leaves. Ricky says that he sees it from both sides, you know. He's like, I see it from your side, and I see it from her side, and then I see it from my side, which I really don't have a side. <laughs> <laughs> he's always and Switzerland. He's like, I know. He always is. He's like, so why'd you do it, you know? And he like, was it just to get back – you know, was it because you're mad at your dad? And and he explains that when his dad, who is technically his uncle that raised him, gives him something and he's mad at him, he just can't open it. Because that's different because I'm somewhat afraid of my dad. Mm. And he says, in the past, his dad has broken down his door. I'm like, ooh, it's another bit of foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. FYI. Angela says that her dad always knocks. 
And Ricky's like, I kind of figured. Yeah. It's sad. (laughs) Poor Ricky, man. I know. Yeah. So later on, Angela tracks down Ariane, who's in the bathroom. She's in a stall. She sees her under the, you know, under the, but she's standing there and like right next to the stall. And she could clearly see over this stall. <laughs> like these stall doors are so low. They are. And I know Claire Danes ain't that tall. Mm-hmm. That she's like, her nose is on top of the stall door. Like she could see over the stall. She doesn't look in there, but she, she could. And I mean, she doesn't even have to have tippy toes. It's weird. So she tells Rayanne that. She feels terrible because Rayanne didn't go to go to the concert. And then that's when Rayanne exits the stall. She's like, no, I went. I, I, I totally went. She said um, her mom's boyfriend had a friend from Vietnam who was in a wheelchair and he had an extra ticket and he had a sexy upper bod too. <laughs> Which Rayanne's so horny. <laughs> I know. But this sounds like me now, nowadays. I'm like, I don't care. He's in a wheelchair. He, he's pretty hot. He had little bitty legs, but he had a sexy upper butt, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I can can pretend a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Rayanne says that Angela's dad probably gives her stuff all the time, so it's no big deal to her. However, Rayanne doesn't get that kind of thing that often. Angela decides to tell her about seeing Graham, talking to the girl that night at Let's Bolt, seeing that girl around the corner from the house, and they're having that little argument. And Rayanne tells Angela that even if her dad is doing something with another woman, he's still a great loving dad that would give her dead tickets out of nowhere. And that's what matters. Yeah. I mean, it is and totally true. But I mean, in Angela's defense, it's hard to see something like that and not jump to conclusions and feel your, you know, fear your family is falling apart. Right. You know, so of course she's like, oh, no, no, you know. It's hormones. Everything's changing, you know, in life and at that at that age. And mm-hmm. that right there is not something you want to change, you know. No. You need that stability. So at the print shop, Patty is closing it for the day and she spots Chuck looking at some papers. And which she explains, this is my master plan to lease some high speed printers and build the business further. He's resentful that she has this all figured out. He resents this. Like, he knows it's a good idea. You know he knows this. Mm-hmm. But he resents it because she thought it up, right? And she resents his attitude. He says he's waiting for an apology. And she says, well, you'll be waiting a while. Good, Patty. I'm like, Mike, drop, go, Patty. Mm-hmm. Damn, right? She sticks up for herself and how she runs the business. And he tries to interrupt her, but she says, she just doesn't let him. She's like, no, you're going to hear this. She wants him to know that, you know, she wants to know why is there always distance between them? And of course she starts to cry in the middle of it. And, you know, you get so mad sometimes you start yeah. to cry, you know, you just, you can't help because you, you just don't know how to control the emotion, how upset you are. And, you know, why is there this distance between us? And he's like, well, it's not my doing. I'm like, yes, it is. You stubborn <laughs> son of a bitch. It absolutely is. It's totally your doing. He turns back and he tries to console her and she goes to give him a kiss and he pulls away and says, careful, I didn't shave today. And then tells her about how when she was little, she would always pull away because his whiskers were too rough. I'm like, huh? Hmm. Kind of neat how it all comes back around, Mm -hmm. you know? He says, that's what it's like to raise a girl walking on egg sales all the time. Well, when you're an asshole about girls, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, dickhead. Maybe if you're a little bit more supportive. Yeah, don't. Be an ass. I, I don't. But he still, he says, you want to go get some pie? And she's like, eh, I guess so, you know. <laughs> Might as well. Cut to, it's the middle of the night at home. Graham sees Patty reading a magazine in the kitchen. She starts, you know, talking about the breakup of the Beatles. And she's like, well, it turns out it was less to do with Yoko and more to do with Paul wanting Linda to be the business manager. And she wonders if people are so hard on Yoko because she can't sing. I'm like, "Uh, no, I think it was because John used her as a crutch to do what he wanted. Yeah. Plus Yoko is weird AF, you know? She's a little Um, odd. Really is. I have a song by her and it's the, I don't even know what it's called. She's like, (laughs) she can't, I mean, it's horrible. I think you made that sound better than it actually sounds. (laughs) (laughs) I probably was more on key, but uh, you know, that's how it go. So then Patty jumps right into a depression, you know, 
how much more can I try with my dad talk, you know, blah, blah, blah. I get it though. And, you know, our parents really don't know how they affect us in the long run because they aren't paying attention because they're still growing up too. Yeah. And you learn that when you get older. Yeah. Um, They had no idea what they were doing. Exactly. Patty tells Graham that she partially married him because she knew he'd be a really good father, which he is. Mm -hmm. But Graham doesn't want to believe this. She tells him that Angela is going to push you away and you have to let her do that. It's a typical teenage girl thing. She's right on time. Patty wasn't, you know, she always tried to be good, you know, and and held a lot of crap in. That's why she's so repressed. Mm -hmm. But she says that he needs to stand his ground with her, but also let Angela know that he'll still be there for her no matter what, even if she does push him away. Yeah. It's just totally true. Yeah. The next morning, Graham is fixing that rain gutter, finally. (laughs) Listening to some typical dad tunes in the boombox. I meant to look it up, but what the hell he was listening to. But it's totally typical dad. Like, it totally is. I can see my dad listening to it, thinking he's cool. Um, He he has the boombox in the rain gutter he's fixing. <laughs> and I'm like, who does that? Like, that's just asking to have to replace it when it inevitably falls to the ground. Right. You know, that thing looks is not stable. Like, why would you put it? I don't know. There's a funny part where we see uh, Brian is rollerblading in the street. He's like, hey, hey, you want to help me? You want to help me over here? He's calling to Brian to help him out. And Brian even looks right at him. Like, looks right. He's like, hey, come on. And Brian's not responding. And he's literally yelling, hey, just come yeah. over for a minute. Come here. <laughs> Brian's like, nope, nope, I'm out. And he's just rollerblades away. And Graham's like, yeah, gee, I'd like to help, sir. But I'm too busy picturing your daughter naked. <laughs> Which is probably true. Oh, yeah. He's trying to get a glimpse. That's why he's always out in front of her house. <laughs> uh-huh. Inside the kitchen, Patty brings over a can of juice to bring over to to take um brings over a can of juice to Angela to bring to her dad. It's a blatant attempt by Patty to push them closer together. Angela brings it out and Graham then makes her help him with the gutters. I mean, they really do make a good father-daughter team as far yeah. as like you know, the casting and whatnot. He asked her about the tickets, like how much you got for them. And she's like, I got $120, but I had to give 30 to this guy, Jordan, because she owed him. So she won't tell Graham what it was for, which smart move. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells her, well, you need to declare that $90 as profit income to me, which I mean, I didn't understand that. If he, does that mean you need to give me that money? I, <laughs> Is I that what think he's saying? So- I think that's what he was saying, but yeah, I was a little unclear on that too. Yeah. So she turns off his lame music. He asks, you know, what kind of music do you like to listen to? And she's like, well, I like to listen to Smashing Pumpkins, mm-hmm. Rage Against the Machine, Porno for Pyros. And he's like, oh yeah, I love their Christmas album. <laughs> <laughs> and she laughs, but she's like, well, I like Stone Temple Pilots. And she was, I'm really liking Billie Holiday. And he's like, what? You know, he's amazed. Mm-hmm. Billie Holiday. Which is amazing to me, too, because I had never heard of her till Clueless a couple of years later. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I think I, I, I hadn't think I'd I, heard of her. I don't know. Yeah. And that's where we fade out on this episode four. They're starting to bond again. And mm-hmm. it's nice. So what did we learn today, Kay? Oh, wow. What didn't we learn today, Dustin? <laughs> <laughs> we learned about Walkmans. Wait, do we want to talk about the morals that we learned or we want to... <laughs> We've learned, learned a lot. Walkmans. <laughs> Walkmans, who Heidi Fleiss is. But we also learned that father-daughter relationships are complicated. And that's no all I got. No matter which side yeah. you're on. Yeah, right? I think, too, didn't they mention at the beginning of this episode that Patty was adopted, right? So it's not her biological father. Right. I think we well, we heard that in that pilot. The pilot oh, okay. when they said that. So, like... And- She's always seeking that approval from her dad, probably because, you know, that whole adoption thing. Yeah, that's a thing. thing. I can understand that, I guess. I mean, you you feel like someone didn't want you, and then you've got your dad who's kind of being distant with you all the time anyway. So it's like, do Mm -hmm. you even want me? You know, that kind of thing. Like, Yeah. That's probably how it was. It was always like competition. Mm -hmm. And I wonder when she found out she was adopted. That's something I don't think they told. Yeah, I don't think they go into that. Was it young? Did she find out when she got older? Like, you know. 
But anyway, uh, thank you again for joining me. And I want to thank the audience for listening. Again, check out Kay and her husband Jay on Fuck My Work Life, a podcast about the woes of the average sane working person. <laughs> um, <laughs> supposedly. S- somewhat. And- <laughs> The Rewatch Recap was brought to you by me, Dustin Holden. You can find the show on Instagram at The Rewatch Recap, or you can find me on Twitter or TikTok at Dustin underscore Holden. Find me there for my weird-ass sense of humor, amongst other silly things related to my other show, Dustin Can Read and Watch. Speaking of which, my email is the same as the other show. You can reach me at DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com. And until next week, we will see you later. Bye. Bye, everyone.